1: It's time for Radio Royalty with James Golden and America's Princess of Policy, Princess Die.
0: The majestic music brings us to the majestic personality, the intellect, the wisdom, the wit, the wonderfulness of Her Majesty, Our Majesty.
1: Oh, stop.
0: Oh, yeah, I like to suck up.
1: To royalty. This third game. <laughs> yeah.
0: I'm hoping that one of these days, you know I've been watching Game of Thrones. I finally decided to throw in the towel. And and it's like this thing goes on and on and on forever. But the Game of Thrones thing I find is instructive in a way of American politics. A bunch of duplicitous bastards that just want power for themselves that fight, that kill each other, that that it's like nowhere in this is there any real regard except for one of them for the people. The rest of it is just about their own power and their own whatever. It's really, um, and I'm looking at that and I'm drawing contrast to Game of Thrones and to what's going on in Washington, D.C. It's almost the same kind of thing. So Mm -hmm. I've been like, yeah, i you know, all these I tried to watch Game of Thrones years ago. And then they had one part in there that just to me was like the, uh, what do they call that? The, the moment when they the, the jumped the shark. And I was like, I'm not watching this, you know, <laughs> but then uh, this time around, for some reason I said, okay, even though some of this stuff, I, I can't suspend disbelief enough to really buy into all of it. But this time the, it, it's like, whatever. So I, I think about Washington, CC and then. We get this story today. I know you're going to talk about something that you want to talk about, but I just want to mention this to you first, Princess died. You have these three House Republicans. We're not going to vote for McCarthy. Do you think there's any chance that McCarthy won't be the Speaker of the House?
1: No, especially if the Democrats know that the base doesn't want McCarthy. I mean, they, you know, they will get as many Democrats as they need. Absolutely, it's going to be McCarthy. They're, you know, they want us to stick with the fa- McPhail, Mick leadership, and if we don't on our own, they're going to make us.
0: <laughs> that's what I said to. I was. Uh, that's what I was saying earlier. Even if we get ten Republicans, the Democrats will line up twelve Democrats to vote for him to make sure that we get stuck with this guy.
1: Yep, exactly. So we have to work around it anyway. We have to play on the battlefield as it is, not as we wish it would be. And I wanted to say a couple of things. I'm going to comment on things that you brought up just quickly. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of the, one of the, the questions I have on, you know, every time you talk about Hakeem Jeffries, I am waiting <laughs> for you to make the connection with his close and beloved uncle, and I'm wondering why you haven't yet.
0: Because I was waiting for you to do it.
1: (laughs) Okay. You remember the fun that we have had with Dr. Leonard Jeffries, who is close to Hakeem, who says he's close to Hakeem, and you remember from the 90s when he had a theory about the sun people and the
0: ice ice people. (laughs)
1: Yeah. Well, I'm just one. He had a lot of other wacky theories, but there was such enjoyment, uh, you know, at his expense, so-called. And I'm just wondering why we can't put that on the table again, so that Jeffries himself, if he becomes the leader in the House of the for the Democrats, is asked about it at some point. I mean, we we need to do this and go back and get those old quotes and talk about. (laughs) <laughs> the theories that are, you know, as as far out and wacko as Alex Jones, and even worse. So I'm I'm just waiting for you to have fun with it. If that's something that you well, think see is- the real
0: reason I didn't bring it up because I didn't even make the connection myself. I didn't know that that, that Hakim was the nephew. Of Leonard Jeffries said, I know that I'd have been all over the sun people with this. Okay,
1: I mean, look, I'm handing you this little data point. Thank you. Because, you know, this is something that needs to be, you know, not exploited necessarily, but we need things in on our side that we can have fun with, because the joy of the battle is very important. As long as we remember where our trust is the living God. So the other thing I wanted to mention was you talked about this uh, Jack, Jack Smith. I call him jacked up Smith, the new special counsel. And one of the uh, important things to remember about his history is he was the chief of the public integrity section of the department of justice under Obama, in which he played a key role in the lowest learner Uh, targeting and attacking of conservatives in the IRS. This guy is an anti-conservative activist, and that's all you need to know about him, is he was intrinsically involved at targeting conservatives using the levers of power in the federal government, mainly the IRS.
0: Wow. Wow. Well, let me ask you a question about this guy. Trump is already out. Uh, Donald Trump is already saying that this guy's a liberal, whacknoid, et cetera, et cetera. How do you see this playing out? Do you think he's gonna get any traction at all by, by portraying this, this prosecutor that they're Mr., Mr. World prosecutor as a liberal? Or do you think this is just not gonna fly?
1: It's going to fly, but not with the people who are in the media and the influencers and the people we will hear from. Do you remember how effective the Clintons were at with demonizing— Timistar. And his yeah. star, absolutely. He was, you know, he became a, a sex pervert, a sex maniac, and you remember the um, one that Rush had fun with talking about, you know, that he's an alien. He's an alien. From Mars. <laughs> yeah. An alien,
0: that, and he, he did that with,
1: to, you know. Yeah, James Carville's voice. He cigarettes and all of that. So they really were effective, at you know, at attacking the cops, so to speak, and they did a good job at discrediting him um in the eyes of many americans and if you remember that uh, clinton won re-election handily in 96 because of their uh, strategy so i think it can work with the people who hear about it but the media has a very effective blanket over inconvenient data
0: wow well, I'll tell you what. Uh, if Now, one of the things that Donald Trump did say, I want to ask you about this, too. He said, look, I'm not going to partake in this. I don't know what that means, Diana. I mean, what? If they subpoena me, I'm not going to turn over information? Well, if he does that, he's just getting himself into more hot water because then that's another round of of, of, of litigation. Um, I'm not going to partake. I, what is your best guess as to what, how that plays out?
1: Well, you know, we're in uncharted territory. I, I can see from his point of view, he's cooperated, you know, left, right, center, up the wazoo. He he knows he has nothing to hide. And look where it's got him. Well, it's got him that he's still standing. That's where it's got him. And the Washington Post this week, I don't know if you saw it, had a little, you know, uh, kind of shame-faced Uh, acknowledgement that there was nothing in the Mar-a-Lago raid that they found that was in any way a criminal. It was just, you know, Trump's ego. He he insisted on keeping things that belonged to him. And so they're already kind of letting it be known that they didn't find all the things that they accused him of in the press, like, you know, selling nuclear secrets and all of that nonsense. So, you know, uh, yeah, th- I can understand his attitude, but I also, you know, want to remind him if he can get that message to him that by cooperating, he's still there. And that's really what needs to happen.
0: Interesting. Yeah. Okay. So what do you expect to have happen now? that we, Now we know. As, you, as we, we talked about this briefly yesterday. Now we know what the makeup is. The makeup is that we have... A divided of divided Congress, and your best guess, Your Majesty, Your Highness, whether we're going to see the same old, same old, which means I this still irks me. I, I'm sorry it irks me. I know I should just let it go. It still irks me that immediately after re, the the last election cycle, we had 13 Republicans that lined up behind Joe Biden and his infrastructure bill which didn't provide any infrastructure. And, of course, no one has gone back to see whether these 13 Republicans, any money, ended up in their districts or not. I doubt it. But we always have, it seems to me, anywhere from in the House, 10, 12, 13 Republicans that decide to grab the ankles and go along with Democrats. In the Senate, we know what happens. They always find a way to give Democrats what they want. Do you expect anybody to stand up, let's say with this debt ceiling that's coming up and say, nope, we're not signing on to it unless you guys in this administration actually cut spending significantly?
1: No. I don't expect anything different, and we, especially when it comes to the debt ceiling, because they frame it as it's the only responsible thing. We can't put the full faith and credit of the United States, you know, at risk. Blah blah blah. So the debt ceiling, even though it's just an, uh, an exercise, because every time they raise the debt ceiling, why have a debt ceiling? Because there is no ceiling. But I, I want to expand on something you mentioned. Because I think we had a picture of what to expect on Wednesday in the lame duck session. And I'm going to start calling it the shame duck session, because look what happened Wednesday. Mitch McConnell won the vote for the Senate Republican leader after spending $200 million on his fellow Senate Republicans. And then he said this. My message to Biden is let's find some things between the 40 yard lines that we can agree on, as we did some of last year, infrastructure, school safety, mental oh. health, blah, blah, blah. Okay. Here we go with that crap The again. next thing that happened on Wednesday, and you did mention this, and this is so important to magnify right now. The same day, 12 Republicans voted to advance the Respect for Marriage Act. They needed 10 to help break the, um, fil- the filibuster. They needed 10 Republicans. They got 12. And do you know the details of this thing, do- you haven't heard this, and I'm going to tell you something that should get everybody to the phones to contact their representatives, their senators. It repeals the 1996 Defense of Marriage Act that Clinton signed that basically had the federal government putting its emphasis on traditional marriage. Since 1996, the liberals have hated that, and they have tried to get rid of that. Well, that's what this Respect for Marriage Act does. And let me read you something that I think is correct that Instapundit put out there. I tweeted it, and I think you retweeted it, that what this is going to mean for us believers and of of all faiths the democrats are prepared preparing the irs to crush evangelicals in particular buried in the laughably titled respect for marriage act now before the senate are provisions authorizing the irs to jerk tax exemption from any church or nonprofit social service agency that refuses to support the LGBTQT agenda regarding marriage what will come In the months following enactment will be a swarm of gay couples demanding that evangelical pastors or other faiths perform wedding ceremonies that many of them will refuse as a matter of faith to do. There will be similarly gay couples demanding religious-based adoption agencies that only match orphans with intact heterosexual couples abandon their beliefs. In other words, the full force of the federal government is being prepared for the assault on tax-exempt churches, church-related social service agencies that liberals have dreamed of for decades. And now they have had the full support of the Republican Party because the leadership of the Republican Party did nothing to stop. This is something that they are, with a wink of and a smile, Mitch McConnell and McCarthy agree with. When this went through the, the, the House, they got 47 Republican votes. This was in July. The Senate has known this was coming, and they have done nothing to prepare other than to allow enough votes to make this happen, to go forward. And Susan Collins requested that this not happen before the midterms. She knew, as did all of these leaders know, that if this was on the ballot this would have brought out a lot of conservatives if people understood what was at stake. And they quietly put it under the radar. And now they have the vote. And the, the Wednesday after that, he gets that Mitch McConnell gets his leadership post. That's the first order of business. And to me, this is shame, duck session. We ought to get to the phones. This, the underlying bill has not passed. But they're right. expecting to do this quietly with the hubbub that 's going on on the election. We have to have our eyes on the ball because they do a lot of dirty stuff right when the dust hasn 't settled yet and this is this to me is singularly important, otherwise, you know our faith institutions are going to be under assault under attack they are trying
0: it, to crush the church and crush all religious institutions. You yes, either they are. bend the knee. You bend the knee to LGBTQ or else we are going to cripple your ability to stay as a religious institution. We will crush you. We will take your money away. We will take your tax exempt status away. We will persecute the church if the church doesn't bow down to the LGBTQ ideology. That is what they're saying.
1: Thanks to your friend, the Heritage new president, Kevin Roberts, he put out a statement. They are on this at Heritage. And he's the one who first put together the connection between the 87,000 new IRS agents and this legislation. He basically saw the, you know, stitches on the fastball. That's the entire point. That's the entire goal. And so we have to basically pressure because, as your question was, is there going to be any change in the Senate with the new makeup, unless there's pressure put on the outside and overwhelming pressure put on the from the outside by us, these people are going to pass this. Wow. This is
0: dev- this could be devastating. Yes, absolutely devastating. I just I can't I'm, I'm stunned. I had no idea that this was not in the reporting that I read on what was in this bill. This is, this is this is stunning, Diana. They are actually taking away the first amendment for religious people.
1: Exactly right. Now this is going to be litigated obviously, but in the meantime, as we've seen in the years between the enactment of a bad law and litigation when it can be overturned, a lot of people are hurt and damages done. And, you know, there's a quote from Stephen Minnis, uh, who's president of a Catholic college. He said, Catholic institutions will have a tough time living our faith under this legislation. In fact, giving religious institution a tough time seems to be the point of the legislation. But the U.S. Constitution guarantees free exercise of religion, not just expression of religion. And so he is part of... Um, a legal move, he's filed an amicus brief. So they're they're marching, you know, lawsuits going to happen. But in the meantime, damage will be done. And that's what we have to stave off. The final vote has not happened. And we need to be activists to shut this down so that we have America with free exercise of religion.
0: Diana, it is stunning. Stunning, stunning, stunning. You know what? When we do get when we do get uh, the president of Heritage, I just put in a request while you were talking to get him on this show. I'd like you to join me for that interview if we can pull it off.
1: Absolutely.
0: Okay, Your Highness, this is an honor of you for allowing uh, me to understand the relationship between the Jeffreys and the <laughs> Ice People and the Sun People. Since I'm a Sun People... I would like to uh, offer this song to you, my highness. Oh, dear. It's called um, "This Is Ramsey Lewis and Sun Goddess." Oh, uh, yeah, Ram, This is a uh, Maurice White, Earth Wind and Fire, playing with Ramsey Lewis, Sun Goddess. Your Majesty, thank you.
1: <laughs> thank you for James.
0: Always awesome to have you. We'll speak with you later. Thanks for the heads up on this. Folks, this is serious stuff. We're going to try to get the president of Heritage on next week, early next week, so that we can try to get behind this and start trying to mobilize folks. This is incredible.